Let's talk about identity. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. <laughs> Welcome to Holy Ramblings, a podcast about the important and often humorous reality of living a Jesus-focused supernatural life. Welcome back, I'm John T. And I'm Thomas. And Thomas is currently dancing. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good morning, man. Are you having a good morning? Yeah, it's a good morning. I'm excited uh, this identity series has got me really pumped. Is it? I think it's really going to be a good time. Excited to know who you are. <laughs> I, who am I? Let, let me tell you. <laughs> let, me, let me draw you a picture. But today we are going to be talking about the formation of our discovery of our identity. Because um, it's kind of a two-parter. We, we form our identities in this world, but we've been given our identities by Christ. Yeah. So it's both how our identities are formed Sometimes that is a discovery of our true identities, and sometimes that is a mask put on that is complete and utter expletive, uh, and it's not true, <laughs> and it's not who we really are. So we end up living under something that is complete and utter expletive. Flip, you went deep very quickly. I know. I, 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 I thought this is a funny podcast. No, 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 no. Come on, no, funny boy. No time to laugh today. Actually, I'm going to be laughing uh, probably at you, and you'll be laughing at me. I always <laughs> <laughs> Always, um, because we're going to talk a little bit about how those how those identities were either formed or discovered as as wee ones, as the as the little ones, you know. I, I hey, try an accent, Thomas. but I, I shouldn't. I try to think. I already the... have an accent. It's called American. I know. No, I can't do. I can't do a child American accent. Um, you can do a little, a little uh, Irish boy. <laughs> you sound like an Irish boy who hit puberty way hard, way early. <laughs> I could do a little Irish, hello. <laughs> I'm I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm four years old. <laughs> um, John T, when you were a wee lad, when you were a, a, a little tyke, what what helped you form the man you are now? <laughs> a little tyke. Yeah. All right. Um, well, you're not still one, right? <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I mean, if we're kind of going off the, like, fun stuff. Yeah. I remember... Uh, I'm trying to think what's what, what what you guys know. Baseball, like we both, you guys. I mean, know. at least the American listeners know baseball. Yeah, well, that's the sport with a stick. Think cricket, but without dropping the ball. And fun. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, disagree. Um, I mean, I, I do agree. It's fun. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> cricket's not fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember my first game. I yeah. So for me, that was quite a big. No, play, first game playing or, or watching? Watching. I've Ooh. never played a game of baseball. You've never played a game of baseball? It's you because there's youth. nothing. We, we can't play in this country. There's no there's no fields to play. And even if you had a field, it would be all lumpy. And it would just be myself. You know, like, it's just, there's it's not a popular thing here. So, um, yeah, f- shout out. If anyone wants to come over and play a game of baseball, let me know. So I remember going and watching a game. And we I really got into the Mariners to start with. I was We, we used to travel to Seattle quite a lot. And I think that's where my that's, l- fair. that's my real love of uh, America sort of started. So I started off Seattle. as Seattle. Yeah, I know, I know. But then the, I, the then most moved, rainy like London place we had in America. Then I went to New York, and it all changed, um, which is also rainy. Let me narrate the look of confusion on my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was a Mariners fan, and I remember going to a game, and 
I remember we we knew some people that had season tickets and really good Ooh. season tickets. So we were right by the dugout, and I remember um, there was a guy next to us who I didn't know, and when he found out it was our first game, he sort of called the steward over and was like, "Hey, it's the first time. Do you have any baseball cards?" I remember this guy bringing out a pack of baseball cards, sort of flicking through one and giving me one. I, I wish I kept it because it was my first card, but. That kind of made me. Do you remember who it was? No, I was. It was a long time ago. In a um, galaxy far, far away. <laughs> galaxy far called Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I remember just being like, "That's so cool!" Like you, you could see all the players. Like we didn't. We only had stickers here. Like you had sticker books for football, and um, I remember that's kind of really what got me into baseball. It was kind of the cards. It was the trading. It was the. It was the fun of the the whole sport, and actually, I really I just loved watching the sport anyway. No, I get like I grew up in America. I grew up getting baseball cards, so I get the idea of like buying cards, buying a pack, trading with people, trying to find your favorite player. Hmm. But you were here, so, as a, so trading, so trading. So I kid you not, I used to I had it would kind of become more like a pen pal thing. Um, but <laughs> this is going to sound really dodgy, but it was with um, prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> it was with. Like uh, I think you might be a, a baseball card shop owner. Okay. In, um, in I feel like it must be in New Jersey, New Hampshire. Oh, close enough. And um, and so he really wanted tea cards. So tea cards are cards that they used to give out in packs of tea in the UK back in the day, in like 1900s. What was on these tea cards? It would be like birds like exotic birds or it'd be like this country is weirder every ships. time i hear about it <laughs> ships um <laughs> queen elizabeth um great enunciation the third <laughs> the second um oh, i got a henry the eighth does anyone want to trade <laughs> and um we we would i would buy because he it would cost a lot more to sort of ship them over to him through ebay so i would buy those cards here and send them over and he would then send me over packs of and and loads of cards and like uh, magazines with like Beckett magazines and and lots okay. of like notes so so I could learn how to to start collecting and got some really great cards out of that. But um, nice, yeah. So like it's kind of funny that like one thing led to the other and suddenly this became a bit of an identity for me, which was not one that I outwardly projected to many people because it was baseball cards yeah but, i but mean most british people have no idea what i'm like oh yeah i follow baseball they're like which sport is that <laughs> yeah is that like american football um how do you get a touchdown carefully <laughs> very carefully but yeah so i like but then that became an identity and actually now because it's something our friendship uh has bonded over absolutely and it's baseball. something i've known you as like as an adult that you are a baseball fan in, in the the midst of a land of people who collect tea cards you collect baseball <laughs> cards and so that was something i always just knew about you is mm. part of of you in fact i'm literally sitting maybe uh, like what a foot and a half uh, away from one of your baseball cards My, uh, yeah. in, a, in a stand with a in, with the ball that i caught from richie Saxon. Uh, because you are just that, that nerdy. That well, I, was, <laughs> I was gonna say that type of man, but yeah, you know, whatevs. Yeah, and 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 it's cool. Like, and I think like it's so interesting that just one quick event like that could have never happened. And this whole sort of, I probably wouldn't have gotten to baseball in the same way. That whole kind of trajectory of now it's a part of who I am would have never happened. Yeah. And so it's kind of funny these like little things that can happen throughout life, especially as kids, that suddenly change the trajectory of of who you are a little bit and it's it's true because 
we are, I mean, we're like a sum of our parts occasionally. We, Absolutely. Um, and in some ways, I in like uh, being a baseball fan is, is great. I think it's great. You think it's great? I think I like it. And we're the ultimate authorities on that. So, London thought it was great. Yeah, come on! So excited for that wait. baseball. Um, but but developing that part of your identity is a positive thing, mm. and God kind of loves that you love baseball. And that's great. Um, for me, one of the things that really developed my identity as a kid <laughs> is growing up. Um, by the time I was 16, I lived in something like 18 different places. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very talented. Wow. Um, in fact, there was one year that I literally was in four different schools in four different states. Uh, so something I, I learned at a very young age was, was this kind of concept about how, like, how to adapt. Like, my dad was in the military. Um, so we'd move around and it would just happen like, it, you know, as when you're when you're six, you're not asked. You're not like, hey, do you want to move? like, hey, look, we're moving. It's a it's a thing. It's happening. And so I had the unique privilege as a young person to kind of make small edits <laughs> to my identity mm-hmm. as I was growing up because you move to a new place and you're like, oh, I can um. I can be a little different. Like I, I tried out, you know, doing this in that last place and it didn't work out for me yeah. or I was known as this in that last place. And I, I didn't appreciate that. And so it was interesting by the time I, I think I, I can clearly remember um, in, in for me, it was sixth grade here. It would be year seven. Okay. Um, but I was moving from one school district uh, in a different state that had that year with all the older kids. Like it was the youngest of the older school into a school system in another state that had it be the oldest at a young kid's school. Okay. So it would be like if, if you were year seven, instead of being in secondary school, you were the oldest in primary school. Yeah. And so I remember going in and just like, like suddenly I was able to take all like you know me. This is an obvious statement to almost anyone who knows me, but I'm I'm I like to be quite childlike. I like to be silly. <laughs> I like to be funny. Um, so and that was something that I grew up with. Up. That's still and I'm still planning on keeping it. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because for the first time ever, I can clearly remember the opportunity of being more mature than my peers. Oh, that's interesting. And how that formulated, like, actually, I found from that moment that being more mature didn't mean more fun. Mm. And a lot of my other peers thought that it must be. Because when you're, when you're that age, when you're, like, 12, you're like, I can't wait to be more mature. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, it's actually, that's not how it plays out. So I remember actually having this this youthfulness placed into me by discovering the fact that actually there's not there's not more joy in being more grown up. Like pretending to have it all sorted, pretending like the things you enjoy are beneath you, pretending like to be stoic when you want to laugh. There's actually not joy to it. So that's why I'm like, oh, I have no time for it now. <laughs> like, Might as well just be me. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that. I think like being, I think kids is such, it's so interesting because I think kids really want to adapt to their whatever friend group they're in. And yeah, I, I mean, I was like one of those kids that in the year, I was friends with all the different groups. So, you know, you had the kind of the, the, the lads who were kind of a little bit bullyish. I could go and hang out with them very easily. And then get kids lunch money. <laughs> no, I was never mean. Cause then the, the, like after 10 minutes and being a bit bored with them, 
I'll go and just hang out with the guys playing football or I'll go and hang out with the other, you know, like... And give I, them back their lunch. <laughs> give them back their lunch. Here you go. Um, and, and you adapt, and kids just adapt to where they are and they, yeah. they want to fit in. But I, what I think is interesting is that doesn't change as an adult. I think it just gets hidden better. Yeah, I was even thinking kind of through the amount of times where people have been like, you know that band, like the Hoojin Mabujis? And you're like, uh yeah totally yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i really know I, them well I, I like their second album yeah, the best uh. yeah like, exactly and it's like it's it's this there's still this desire though to like not be the old one out yeah and it's kind of interesting to kind of and you know and so there's there's times where it's obviously that's not great and you're like and you're slightly fitting the wrong way and there's other times when it's really awesome and like you like finding out a little bit more of who you are and actually what's fun and actually hmm. being mature when you're a kid and not not being mature, being... Well, mature in the sense of allowing myself to be immature at their yeah. correct times. Exactly. It's, and immature in the correct great. ways. Yeah. Because there's, there's times to be... There's times to be immature in life, but to be childlike, not to be childish. Yeah. Like, not being immature in senses of responsibility or, mm. or authority, but, you know, child, childlike in childlike. times of being like... That was funny, and I, I, I'm I think okay with laughing about it. I think that's well, awesome. Let's be silly. <laughs> I think it's awesome to find like for you to like. There's some days I think in great times where you start to work out who you are, and um, and it's true. And and what's nice is from both of our scenarios, both of our our, our backgrounds, we end up being somewhat social chameleons. We're we're able to fit in, like Paul says, we're able to be all things to all people. That's definitely helped out being a pastor. Yes, it totally fits in and helps as pastors to be able to chat to people and minister to people in whatever stage they're at. Yeah, and just be able to relate to where people are uh, in a little bit. I mean, not perfectly. I can't relate in 100% because our identities are different, which is one of the wonderful mm-hmm. things. They're unique. They're special. And those are two kind of somewhat positive things. I mean, I actually, from my same story, right, the same moving thing, I had so much baggage that I picked up in my identity. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was just like, you know, you you start putting on things that aren't your clothes. Mm. You start wearing things that, that aren't your character. And, and you start acting in ways that God never designed you to be yep. when you start going down these routes. And so it took, me, it took me a long time to go, hey, like this really heavy thing, this heavy cloak of, I don't know, of, of, of shame mm. for who I am. That, that's not necessary. But like just peeling stuff off. I mean, I remember being, I remember being young, and I was I was a kid who listened to like R and B, and like I, I, my first concert was Boys to Men. <laughs> you laugh, <laughs> but that's the point. So like, I moved from one place to another, and I moved from a place where R and B was cool to listen to, mm. to a place where all the kids my age listened to alternative. And mm. so when I when they were like, "Oh, who's your favorite band?" And like you were saying earlier, like, you know, we still want to fit in. And I was like, oh, boys to men. They were like, what? (laughs) Like, we listened to Nirvana. And I was like, oh. Like, there was this moment that I was like, I am ashamed. And I just so quickly was like, if I like these things, I need to hide them. Hmm. And I need to put them somewhere that other people can't break. I feel absolutely awful for laughing now. (laughs) (laughs) You should. (laughs) But like... But I mean, I'm okay with it now. Yeah. Um, if you weren't dressed in a white suit right now, I'd feel. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. belong together. Sorry. Um, and it's just one of those things that, like, we 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 do that. It's just a moment. But I can remember that moment so clearly. Mm. 
And I can remember how that immediately shut me down. I was immediately like, cool, close the doors. Yeah. Put a, put on a facade, put something out front that makes it look like I'm a different type of person because this person is clearly not accepted. So immediately closed down into shame and immediately locked up. And that was yeah. another thing that ended up being part of my identity. That wasn't ever what was my true identity, but it's so interesting how that like, here, here is something and now I'm taking it into adulthood. Mm, it's interesting. I mean, we'll have to play more boys to men in the office now. But um, you'd be surprised at how much I know. I I, I actually wouldn't be <laughs> knowing <laughs> you. I think it's probably everything. And that's the thing is one of the great things about rediscovering our identity that Christ has given us is it allows us to be ourselves mm. more fully. I'm, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not ashamed. I'm publicly stating I like R and B and stuff like that. Absolutely. You know? Um, and, and so when I claimed my identity that God gave me. Mm. That was way easier to walk back and start like picking out where areas where where the enemy would try to come in and go like you should be ashamed or you should be afraid mm. or you should be you should cower away from this or isn't that isn't that horrible isn't that awful or like and just so much stuff that the enemy kind of puts on knowing God, what God says about us allows us to unpick it yeah so I've been watching uh, a show recently where they take uh, sort of down and outs or and or people who are kind of sloppy and um and and their their partners or friends sort of uh nominate them to kind of have this complete sort of makeover and it's it's this whole like life makeover like so one of the so it's not just like plucking an eyebrow it's actually like a lifestyle change absolutely and one of the things i find really interesting about it is these people's sort of lifestyles so affected by feelings or fears that they have going on and what you see in sort of briefly and quite quickly is you see how ultimately people are desperate to change and find out who they are. And it takes the show's hosts to like encouraging and, and speaking into who they are and, and calling out who they see for them to kind of actually start to really address these changes and see, see more changes in their life. And I'm presuming the show is popular because those changes are end up being positive. Yes, absolutely. And it's all positive and it's, um, but what's fascinating is that's just that's just people. Yeah. That's just people saying, Oh, this is this is what I see about you. But like how much more fruit and how much how much more important and, and, and moving and and um and life impacting is it when actually we start to hear what God thinks of us and not just what he what he sees in us, but what he's made us to be. Yeah. Like made us to be, you can't change that. Like, you can try and hide that, but you can't change that. Because it's nice when I'm like, hey, man, you're a good guy. But when God Am says I? something... It's, <laughs> when it's did an... you last said that? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but it's even more important when God, when God says truths about us because his words are eternal. Mm. The Bible says his, his word does not return void. And so he, he affirms us through what he says and, and calls us into our identities. Now, there's two major ways that we see... That he does this. We do. One is through scripture. Yeah. Step one, God's word in scripture is so clear about who we are and what God's called us into. When we accept Christ and he makes us a new creation, and he calls us his children, we, we get bestowed our redeemed identity. Mm. And so we learn that, that we're accepted, that we're secure, that we're significant. Mm. I mean, in Ephesians, it says we are his masterpiece. Yeah. Like, that's no small feat. 
And I love that, like, I mean, Psalms talks about us being the apple of God's eye. John t- calls us Christ's friend. Colossians, Paul in Colossians talks about how we've been made complete. That actually weren't, we're not, mm. we're not missing anything. We've been made complete in Christ. I think that's such a fundamental one because so many people are like, I need to do this to sort myself out. And actually we are complete. We need to walk into who we are. Philippians in verse 3, verse 20. I love the fact that it says that if you're like, where do I belong? You know, the world tries to tell us that we belong to this group and that group and whatever with our identity. But God says that we are citizens of heaven. Mm. They're like, we belong in his presence and in his kingdom. And I think that's absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, because so much of our identity, like like both of our stories, actually, my, a lot of my story, are like, where do I belong? Do I belong with this group? Mm. Like, are you my tribe? And I think we're going to have an episode about like claiming our tribes, like what it means to be uh, our identity, what we found Ooh, to ah. be about, like being like, this is a group of people who get me, um, and and we like the same things. Um, but at our at our core, each and every one of us. Our tribe is in heaven. That's a fundamental statement mm. when we are in Christ. And I think that's absolutely amazing. But for us, we the other way that we'll talk about next week yeah. is actually um, prophetically being encouraged with our original design. Mm. Um, in the Jesus ministry teaching that we, we do here at Christ Church, we not only learn about what Scripture says about our inheritance, but actually that we can all all hear God's voice, that God speaks to his children. And in one of the ways he does that is through encouragement and calling out our identity and restoring us to to how he's made us and not how we've just lived. Mm. So the things we've shared, the the verses that we were just talking about are are actually from something that we have in in, in our Jesus ministry notes that we call like our inheritance card. It actually lists off huge amounts of scripture. So good. And talks about who we are. And if you want more information about like the Jesus ministry teaching and stuff like that, you can go to jesusministry.life. Uh, it's a website specifically devoted to the Jesus ministry community. Uh, and it's it's a great place. And also it would give you more information about things like original design. But mm. but again, we're going to be talking about that next week, right? We are. And if honestly, if you want the card, just DM us. Like we can, oh, yeah. we can send that over. It's a like a whole sheet. It's awesome. Um, that's, all we, that's all the time we have for today. That is it. That is it. That is it. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or even checking us out on YouTube, feel free to give us a like, a subscribe, a heart, a plus, a smiley face. <laughs> I really everything. Yeah, just knock yourself out. Um, but make sure you don't miss when we release a new Holy Ramblings every Thursday. Ding 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 ding. And I just want to encourage you to also. And spread this around. I know you have Christian friends who you want to encourage living a supernatural life. And if this helps even like an extra person because you shared it, what a blessing that we've been and that you've been. So we also have Instagram and Twitter. So give us a follow or give us a like. Check through the stuff. We do put some stuff up on Instagram and that will be increasing. But um, yeah, at yeah, Holy Ramblings. At Holy Ramblings. Get in touch. Um, if you want us to kind of go over anything, if you want anything from us just just send us a message and yeah thomas will you pray for us buddy i would happily pray for us lord i thank you that you have us on a journey to rediscover our identities that actually in this world where our identities seem to be 
tossed around in the waves of everything this culture would like to throw at us, that you anchor us in your truth, you anchor us in your word, and you anchor us in your character. Thank you so much for that. I just declare a blessing over us, over everyone who's listening, that we would be able to walk firmly in the identity you've given us, to know how much we're loved and to glorify your name. We bless you, Jesus, and we pray this in your mighty and powerful name. Amen. Amen. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Yeah, see you guys later. Ciao, ciao.